Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick, Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Key Reese. I work at Social Squad, Mamma Mia's in-house social media agency, and we have a very sleepy Laura Brodnick today. I know, this is the glamorous side of my job, is doing junket interviews from LA from 7am, which I know for most people isn't early, but for this night owl it is. But they're good interviews and we'll have them next week. Yes, I'm so excited about those. To be continued. (laughs) On the show today, a new doco was released this week about the death of Brittany Murphy. So what does this tell us about our fascination with the deaths of famous women. And Harry and Meghan have set up their first post-royal gig. So what does this tell us about their future career path? But to kick off the show today, are you standing? Are you sitting? Are you okay? Make sure there is nothing around you that you may faint onto because I'm ready to tell you. This is news hot off the press. I'm building the suspense, right? Oh, I can see that. There are two new episodes coming of Normal People and Paul Mezcal and Daisy Edgar-Jones will be reprising their roles. But there's a twist. Laura Brodnick, bring me back down to earth, please. I know. I'm sorry. I feel like you get so excited about these things and like the Friends reunion the other day and I just shatter the illusion for you and bring you back down to earth. But it's better you hear it from me than watching it on TV. So true. So all the headlines going around today are saying that Normal People is being continued. There's two episodes coming. And obviously because both the book and the TV show show ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. Everyone's thinking, is this the final ending of where Marianne and Connell went? Unfortunately, no, because it's part of a comedy special that's raising money for a charity called Comic Relief in Ireland, and it's been broadcast on one of Ireland's television stations. But it is true that Paul and Daisy are reuniting with their Normal People director, Lenny Abridson, and they're going to do a continuation of like a comic style continuation of the story that will pick up with their characters 40 years in to the future. What I love about Comic Relief is because they have a bit of a history of bringing back our favourite um, movies and TV shows just so, for Comic Relief, for exactly that, to raise money. I think the biggest one that I remember is Love Actually yes. that they did. So I think it's great that we get to have this opportunity because there is no talks of a normal people too because the book's done, unless there's a second book coming. But I don't think there are any really talks to kind there's, of continue There's it. talks with BBC oh, that I've okay. kind of just heard a few little okay. bits and pieces. I think when anything like that is so profitable, that makes such a cultural so kind true. of mark on our world. They start thinking like, how can we broaden this out past the book? Very similar to like the How the Handmaid's Tale just took that story and characters and extended it past the world of the book. But yes, absolutely nothing concrete yet. Well, I'm really excited about this. I just can't even contain myself. I hope it's not sad though. I don't think I've got any more tears left to cry. No, I don't think it'll 
be there. I mean, we don't know too much. We hear from the character. We heard from the um, spokesperson from Comic Relief and a little bit from the actors themselves that it's kind of a chance for them to do something a little bit lighter. And it's like it's a show that is rife for parody, I've got to say, like as serious as yes. it is and as intense as it is. And I think because um, Daisy and Paul are both – I mean, I've only ever interviewed Daisy, so I don't know what Paul's like IRL. Oh, but I've only they interviewed both, Daisy. Yeah, I've only right, chatted with her. Right. But they both have this really kind of – they have a very playful, um, fun energy when they're doing interviews together. So it'll be interesting to see when they're kind of not um, harnessed by the book and how sombre that is to see them just have a little fun with it. And also for us to find out where in, a, in an imagined world Marion and Connor would be in 40 years. Is he still wearing the chain? Is he still That's wearing the, the real train? question. They could literally do a whole bit like for those episodes on the chain and it would be hilarious. <laughs> All right, well, we're not too sure when it's going to – it's coming out on Friday, but we're not too sure yet where it's going to be airing on Australia. But we will be on it and we have you in mind searching for that answer for you. But you can go and watch the series. It's on stand now. Stream it. What happened in that house in 2009? Was this a crazy coincidence? Or was there something more sinister at play? What was behind the tragic deaths of Brittany Murphy – and her husband, Simon Monjack. In 2009, actress Brittany Murphy from movies like Clueless, 8 Mile and Just Married died at age 32, which is crazy to think about because I just turned 32. So it's scary to think about it like that. So at the time, although a coroner ruled that her death was accidental and they said it was a combination of pneumonia and iron deficiency and drug intoxication, there was so much speculation at the time that her death was not accidental. This was really intensified only five months later when her husband, screen writer Simon Monjack died from the exact same causes and this week a new documentary has been released about the deaths and it has renewed interest and the suspicions in the circumstances that they both passed away. Yes so the new documentary is an investigative discovery and it's entitled Brittany Murphy and ID Mystery and when you kind of read the description of it it kind of delves into this idea of how they're picking up the the idea that her death was a cover-up and also really sensationalizing it. So the description is drug disease and scandals. When Hollywood superstar Brittany Murphy dies at age 32, the world is stunned. Many believe foul play is involved. And then it goes on to say that the documentary features Brittany's father as he searches for answers as lurid allegations around other families mount. And what they've kind of found out here is that it a forensic psychologist who is part of the program um, teams with um, Brittany Murphy's father, Angelo, and they come to the conclusion that the actress didn't die of natural causes, but is poisoned. Yeah, see, it's so interesting that this has come about because although I know that we do fall into that trap of really sensationalising these young actresses' death, the circumstances standing it and what actually happened after still to this day were just so bizarre to me. Like after she died, her husband and Britney's mother, Sharon, um, went on a kind of like a publicity tour almost and took like a series of, you know, very sad photos together. They then went on um, Larry King Live to have a – to do an interview there and it was just – he was saying really outlandish things about why he didn't want to get an autopsy and all that kind of stuff. And then he ends up dying soon after. You can't help but not be – 
you know, question marks being raised. But I think that you brought up a really interesting theory about our obsession with this. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I feel like you have to look at it in two different ways. One is that it, it does appear that something has happened. And I don't think this invest this documentary is the one that's going to kind of no. break open some big mystery around who potentially caused her death and, and that sort of thing. But it, it does kind of bring to mind that if something has happened in this young woman's life who was essentially a business and a money-making machine for a lot of the people around around her and a lot of the people who would have been living off her it kind of like if if something did happen that caused her death that we're not aware of like it's very important that's brought to life however I don't think that's why people are interested in it I don't think it's why the documentary has been made all the articles have been written there's been tv specials about it before like it's one of those talking points and one of those moments in history that just keeps examined again and again and it really brings to mind the way we have this really dark fascination with the deaths of young Hollywood women who kind of fall into that idea of being conventionally attractive and at the height of their career and then having some kind of terrible fate before them. But I never feel like people are interested in actually having justice for that person. It's more that they want to know more about the gory details. It's like people almost pushing for the idea that they want Brittany Murphy to have been poisoned or murdered as some part of big plot instead of actually having a terrible health incident happened to her. It made me think of Natalie Wood, the Hollywood star who um, died decades ago and her death has never been solved. And there's been, so you know, there's more interest around her death than her career or her life. And people really look at it as a point of entertainment. And even thinking of um, Marilyn Monroe, like people are so fascinated by her death um, and like the idea that she was found lying in bed nude and, and with, with drugs and alcohol. Like we know so much about her death. You can even do tours. And I accidentally went on one I didn't mean to when I was in LA. But they take you past the house where she died and there's people outside like taking photos. And, wow. and there's so much interest in the place where she potentially ended her own life. And I feel like Brittany Murphy's story has just become another footnote in this Hollywood story of how we almost glamorise these women because they died in under tragic circumstances. I think it also feeds into true crime yes. and how we've fetish, fetish, have fetishised that in a way which always, almost always kind of centres around the death of a young yes. woman or a woman and like the kind of grotesque things that are done. But it is like needing to know the details but not really having much regard for the actual person, I guess. It almost does become entertainment. Exactly. And it, it's really become such a strong force in the entertainment world. And as much as people want to say like, oh, I'm just interested from a historical point of view, or it's just my own kind of personal interest, it always comes down to the fact that you wouldn't be this interested in it if it wasn't this Hollywood actress mm. who you'd seen in movies like Clueless and had grown up watching and had a real fascination with her life. It's the same thing how um, people often point out when there's, um, you know, like a famous death or anything, most of the time there's a lot of news coverage around it when it's of a young woman, like people often say like, or if they're, you know, a young white woman a lot of the time. And it's often brought up the case that if these, we didn't have these beautiful photos of this person to splash across news sites, would we still be talking about this death? And I think the same thing plays into Hollywood. That's so true. You never see, yeah, that is so true about the pictures. I've heard that theory before. Yeah, I, I think there is definitely truth to it. And I think when there's a lot of mystery surrounding it, but sometimes at the end of the day, the um, kind of the reason for death that's given is just not accept it even though to this day the um, chief coroner who was assistant chief coroner at the time and deals with a lot of um, celebrity deaths within Los Angeles who's featured
featured in this documentary, I think he also dealt with um, Michael Jackson's death as well, said that to this day they still won't change that. Like that is the cause of death and there's no reason to be suspicious. So it's almost like us rejecting the information that we've been given because it just has to be juicier than that. Yeah, exactly. And the people who are looking into this, they're not looking to bring, as we're saying, to bring justice for Brittany Murphy. They're looking to how much more money they can make off her death. So sad. In saying that, you can go and watch the documentary. I believe you can rent it now through Amazon Prime. Well, it's been a little while since we've chatted about our fave ex-royals, Just Harry, um, wife Meghan Markle and their adorable son, Archie. So after announcing back in January that they wanted to lead a life more independent of the royal family, we've been really unsure about what their exact next move would be. But today... We've had a little glimpse into what the future of the couple is going to look like with the news that they have signed with a speaker's agency that boasts a pretty impressive roster of clients. Laura Brodnick? Yes, all the headlines today that Harry and Meghan are set to make hundreds of thousands of dollars after signing this new deal, which isn't a relief because I'm sure they've been really worried about paying those utility (laughs) bills and rentals while they've been in LA. Although this is the first paid work they've actually been able to take on since they effectively defected from the royal family. Oh, I love that line. um, because um, they were working mostly on their charities and obviously with the COVID-19 response work they were doing, it wasn't really the time for them to step into the public eye, but they've now decided that time in their life has passed. And they've joined the, um, the Harry Walker Agency, which is also the agency that represents Barack o- and Michelle Obama on all their speaking tours. And Hillary and Bill Clinton. Yeah. So there's you know, a long line of elite people there to follow. Well, it's definitely a lucrative career move because the speaking engagements that this particular agency gets and and listing those kind of that clientele, we can tell that it's an elite kind of public figures that are there. It'll be interesting to see what they do talk about. So I did read a little write around from the LA Times and that they had said that they were expected to hold moderated discussions and speeches to trade associations, businesses and community forums and really honing in on topics that are really important to them. So racial injustice, gender equality, mental health and environmental concerns. But it did note that they didn't have any plans to accept any gigs that would discuss their royal life. Exactly. And it's so weird. That's what people want to hear exactly. from them. And I think when people saw this idea they'd been signed as speakers to work that really in Hollywood, especially that really lucrative after dinner fundraiser circuit when everyone's paid thousands of dollars to sit at this table, eat a subpar meal and you trot some famous people out who talk for a little bit and that makes the evening worth Sounds it. Sounds like a dream. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and that they that um, Harry and Meghan would be spilling all these royal secrets or would be able to answer questions. But it's been um, said throughout the industry, it was noted in Vanity Fair today, that there's a hard no on any kind of royal chat, even kind of weighing in very top line on any family members, even from just a kind of cosy, casual point of view. And that's supposedly come from the San- Sandringham Summit. Am I saying that correctly? Oh, wow. Where okay. they had that oh, yes, big yes. sit down with the Queen and Charles and they left the royal family. I don't know what happened, but I'm just imagining it's like a scene from The Crown where it was all very tense and big stares and big accolations about stuff. I don't know what happened. Lots of curtsies. Yeah, lots of curtsies and angry eyes and stuff. And they were forbidden from profiting off the royal family in that way. So they're going to have to fall back on their other other talking points. But I think the interesting thing about that and I think that kind of what what we had been talking about was this idea of the kind of influencer work that public figures 
gravitate towards. Yeah, exactly. It's like they found a really clever loophole to be influencers without actually being the traditional Instagram influencers, because that's essentially almost what they have to be now. Their skills are very much um, highlighting issues or, or, or potentially highlighting products, but they can't really set up an Instagram account now where they're like, buy this teeth whitener or go on this holiday or buy this handbag. And so it's a way for them to be influencers by going and speaking without actually having to post images to a social media platform. So it's a pretty good loophole. Oh yeah, definitely. It's the uh, tummy tea of the elite, if you will. <laughs> so is. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. You can get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.